Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. When you move through your day, do you ever think there's got to be another way? Am I doing this right? Am I enjoying this journey? Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast, where we talk about exploring awareness and all that might mean to bring you a better understanding of yourself and what you're doing and lead you to finding love and peace and joy. And where might that be, Frank? In the most unlikely places. Too cute of an intro for you? Dude, it's so cute. (laughs) But, you know, we have these conversations and we're going deep. And I appreciate that. And you're going deep because of all the experience that you bring to this podcast and everything you've been through and studied and learned in your life. And I think I want people to know up front what's in it for them because I think that's how they're looking at it and listening for and what they hope to get out of it. And I know I kind of boiled it down to a pretty simple explanation. So if you want to add to that, what, what do you well, want to I say? Well, I like how you said, you know, look at things in a different way. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and there are so many ways that we're habituated to look at things. Mm-hmm. But there is an opportunity to look at things in a different way. And, and that's why you can find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Like we talked about last time in the middle of chaos, in the middle of busyness, in the middle of even suffering. And, you know, these days, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. There's a lot of fear. That There's always been some fear, but now all of a sudden we're faced with this big unknown virus. The coronavirus that is threatening to be a pandemic and change our way of life for a while. Now, you're a physician. Have you ever experienced anything like this before? Not in the United States. Although, Lisa, we know that in so many countries, things like malaria Mm -hmm. and other viruses and things kill people all the time. And uh, and it is it is interesting, you know, when it affects us. There's this big, big reaction, a big fear reaction. You know, some people are very used to living with diseases mm. and and the realities of life. You know, every single day. And you know that because you are have been involved in some global health initiatives, and you've worked in other countries. Right, right. I work on maternal mortality reduction. You know, in sub-Saharan Africa, but throughout the world, and that's what I've. You know, that's one of the things I've done at the University of Michigan, working on maternal mortality reduction, because, you know, women die in pregnancy mm. at an alarming rate. In Africa, being pregnant and having a baby is more of a risk. Mm. Here, we don't even really think about right. it. You know, there are some maternal mortality issues here, but, but the magnitude is so much lower, whereas death from pregnancy is almost mm. and, and not expected, but it's not an unexpected thing. And everybody knows someone who's died in pregnancy. Well, thank you for your work for trying to reduce that. It's uh, appreciated, I, I know, by me and, and by a lot of people. So you bring that awareness to this podcast and you bring your experience and everything that we talk about and and exploring awareness. It can apply to so many different aspects of our life. Right. Right. And I thought today we should focus on fear okay because fear comes to us 
uh, from a lot of different things. Yeah. And, and how, do you, how do you experience fear when you experience fear? Well, you know, it's funny because I've thought about that. And I, I try to live as fearlessly as possible. And I, I thought – I I have faced a lot of my fears because of the things that I have been through in my life. Mm. I have faced a lot of stuff. And I think there's a lesson in everything. So personally for me, I think that's helped to make me stronger. Mm. Uh, Actually, how do you feel fear? What is fear? How do I feel fear? Hmm. I I feel everything else in my heart. I try not to worry about things because that's, to me, wasted energy. So try to let it go. Well, you know, I was at Costco this weekend, mm-hmm. and everyone was looking for hand sanitizer. Yeah. And everyone's looking for toilet paper, and they're only selling so much water. And I got a real sense of urgency and fear. And I think a lot of people right now are feeling that. Because you know, of the coronavirus. Because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And uh, fear of uncertainty and, uh, and and fear for their lives, yeah. you know. I thought we could use some of the exploring awareness okay. techniques that we talk about to become aware of fear. Now, are, you, are we only going to talk about the fear of the coronavirus or the fears that a lot of people face? Well, I think we can talk about fears in, in general, uh-huh. but I think coronavirus is very topical for the for the moment right. yeah. because it is really causing a lot of fear. And so when people get fear, mm. you know, they tend to feel tight mm. and they tend to feel closed in and they tend to feel like they need to protect themselves. You know, fear is a very primal instinct. We're, we're hearing so much on the radio. You know, you mm. hear so much, so many mixed messages. You hear people people saying everything's going to be okay. You hear people saying there's going to be a pandemic. So there's a lot of confusion and it just creates a sense of fear. I know that I feel a sense of fear. Do you? I do. I I, I, I understand the virus and I understand this the, the way that it spreads and yeah. it spreads. It's contagious before someone becomes sick, you know, and, and so I think that it's very important to pay attention to this. But but, you know, then we talk about reaction mm. uh, versus responding. And we've talked about that in other right. podcasts as well. So let's say, you know, I was at, at Staples and I was actually going to buy a webcam. And then I saw all these people buying hand gel. I'm like, oh, they have hand gel here. I mean, so hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. And they had one bottle left and mm. I bought it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need hand sanitizer. So I was like that fear of, you know, protect or the need to protect myself because I'm afraid of the virus. I'm afraid of getting sick, afraid of what's going to happen if I get sick. So when you feel that, you know, when I feel fear, I feel tightness Mm. in my chest, feel tension in my body. When I want to hear about it on the radio, sometimes it just the, the urgency and the, and the, and the way people talk. So this fear gets put in, we get fear from what we hear and what we see, and, and it makes us contract, and it makes us pull in. And, you know, if it's, if it's not dealt with, it's, gonna, it's just going to turn into toxicity. It's mm. going to turn into suffering. It's going to have our minds create these, these scenarios and these stories about the past and the future. And, and, it, and, and it's like, like other emotions that will kind of make a kind of 
occupy our brains. Right. So fear exists. Fear is going to happen. But when we talk about exploring awareness, now we have an opportunity to be aware that we're afraid. That we are aware that we're concerned about the uncertainty. We are aware of what what the feelings are in the room. You know, if you, the, the or the feelings among other people. And when we become aware of those things, when we apply the exploring awareness kind of ideas and things that we've learned in our meditation, that that fear then gets transformed into presence. Okay, we're going to have to dig into that one. That fear gets transformed into presence. But before we go there, let's go back to respond versus react because I think that's really important. Okay. You hear the news and you are aware of what's happening and there's this coronavirus and it's – it's. I have, as a broadcaster myself, really tried not to play into that fear because when you compare the statistics so far of the virus compared to the seasonal flu, it still looks like the seasonal flu is is – more of a problem. I don't know. That could be changing. And because it's worldwide and it's impacting things that are traveling and people are hoarding toilet paper and all the, the uh, manifestations of, of what this is bringing, it's, it is impacting our everyday life. So is it important in this case to respond versus react? Well, one thing about the virus, I think we still don't know all, uh-huh. the, all the details of the epidemiology, but right. what concerns me is that it can be uh, transmitted before someone's symptomatic, so that's that's different than the flu, and yeah. So the, so your so your reaction is to go out and buy your toilet paper and right. your Purell and all this stuff from from a, from a fear, you know. Yeah. Now there's also a way to respond. It may look the same way, actually. Okay. okay. I mean, I think a reasonable response is to get some you know, hand sanitizer and be really? prepared for this kind of thing. Uh-oh. Sure. But it kind of depends on how you go about it. You know, mm-hmm. are you going to um, go to Staples and fight over the <laughs> uh, Purell? I think that's happened. That's a re- yeah. Yes, and that's a reaction. Right. right. Okay. Well, it's good to point and, out. And, and so if fear is just operating in your body and you're like just reacting to it with, with, uh, without being aware of it, you know, that's, that's where that fear has got you. Um, by the nose. Right. And I'm also really concerned that people are being manipulated by fear. Like it's very easy for, for you know, different groups of people with, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the more you can drum up fear, mm-hmm. sometimes the more listeners you get or the more you right. drum up fear, mm-hmm. you know, well, the more talking- you can follow somebody. You know, I don't uh, – just being completely neutral about this, but generating fear – makes people contract right and then there's a way that you're you're not able to kind of respond from a place of wisdom because you're contracted and you're just reacting like a more like a scared monkey well i was talking to a friend about this whole situation and we were discussing because of the 24-hour news cycle which includes tv is like i feel like we're watching the germs spread in real time because it's being discussed so much. And I think that's contributing to the fear. So is step one to be aware that you're feeling fear? Yeah, step one is, is, is being aware that fear is arising. Okay. Um, but just I want to just bring another step back to that. 
do you ever kind of get addicted to listening to this stuff? Honestly. No, I think some people do. I do, too. I, I don't because I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't need any more anxiety in my life. And it's my job. I've been reporting on this now for, you know, a month. And I just recently traveled. And every day I get more emails about uh, local arts organizations. And, yes, we're aware of it and, and what we're doing to help. Uh, people who attend events in bulk. I, I flew. I saw a lot of people wearing masks, which I have heard that masks don't protect you from getting the virus. People that I have spoken to in the health industry, that they have said that masks only protect you if you're already sick. But that's what I have heard. So I've been covering it. So then to be out in it and to travel and and uh, be in situations where you're being urged to wash your hands before you do anything, I, I don't know if I... I don't know if I had a fearful. I try to be as informed in a balanced way as possible, but that's me. Well, I'm going to ask you know you or and the listeners to to think about this idea of listening to this stuff over and over and over and over because I sometimes get myself caught in that too. Mm-hmm. And and when you hear people panicking and you hear people creating fear there's something addicting about that so i'm just going to ask Hmm. listeners for this 24-hour news cycle to listen to the same thing over and over and over again is there something attractive about that is there something that's drawing you into that you know is there some collective fear that's satisfying some primal urge to contract so i'm just going to ask that be one thing people look at what is it that's enticing and addicting mm. about this constant stream of information? So, so that's the first thing. And if you acknowledge that, might that help you let go? Absolutely. So that starts bringing you back to your, your present moment. Yeah. So that's that's aware of your kind of reaction to the news story. So that's what I'm asking us, like we said at the beginning, to do things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. okay, instead of being hypnotized and mesmerized by these data and then talking about it and saying, you know, can you believe this? And you believe that? Right. And then there's fear and there's this collective contraction that occurs around that. Don't get caught up in it. So I'm asking people, so, so not to get caught up in it, I might call a top-down approach. We can... We can say don't get caught up in it, but I'm asking now to to become aware of it, which 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 changes that perspective. You see what I mean? So that's a bottom up. It's approach. a bottom up approach. If you say don't get caught up in it, right. it could right. give you yeah, another yeah. stress thing. Oh, I'm getting caught yeah, up in yeah, this, right, and I right, shouldn't be right. getting caught up in it. Yeah. So so remember, this awareness place is our place of of, of stillness. Uh, there's no fear in awareness. Where awareness is aware of fear, it's also aware of your reactions. So, so the first thing I'm saying is let's be aware of our kind of reactions to the news. Now, the second thing you ask is about are you aware of fear? So, yes. So, so now, and we'll do the guided meditation on fear too, okay. uh, because it's kind of like a guided meditation of, of emotions, you know, and the body. But w- when you become fearful. Would it be possible, would you give yourself permission to stop and say, oh, I'm feeling fear right now. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm breathing harder. I'm mm. contracted. My face, facial muscles are contracted. 
You know, I feel anxiety in my chest. So, so it's to stop to be aware of what the fear is doing in your body. And also being aware that you have fear, you know, mm-hmm. activity in your brain. And, you know, fear things are really deep in there. They're really primal. I mean, fear is a survival mechanism right. for, for, for millions of years of evolution. So we're good at fear and we're good at retracting away from fearful things. So now remember, this is all in our minds right now. Because right here, mm. in this present moment, we're safe. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely safe in this present moment. And so you can live in this other world, right? And you can say, don't do that. But I'm saying, let's explore awareness to find this place that's, that's, that's safe in the present moment. And even if you're sick... You're aware of your sickness. It's very difficult, but you know, you practice and you say, I'm aware that my body is sick, but in this awareness place, there's stillness, there's peace, there's love, there's joy. How much effort do you think that takes? It takes effort. Does it? It takes some effort to remember. And so that's why... You know, practicing this at home is good to do because it becomes a lot more effortless because it becomes more of who you are intrinsically. So if you haven't practiced, let's say, awareness of the breath, mm-hmm. you know, like we always start, that's a great way to learn about awareness mm-hmm. is to become aware of the breath. And, uh, and that's hard because you always get thoughts. But, you know, you practice it and it says, oh, yeah, I, I'm identifying more with that awareness piece, right? And then awareness of the body, you know? And so then when you're out in the world, you can stop and do that tool with the, with the breath. With the, when you take the three breaths, become aware of the breath. Ah, oh, I feel fear in my chest. And I feel like my mind is racing with these scenarios that, don't really exist right now. But I feel like it is sort of a fine line between people wanting to be informed and be aware and protect of what's happening globally with this virus and protecting themselves, but also letting themselves do what you just... So doing what I just advised doesn't mean you ignore it. It just means you respond. Okay, yep. Instead of react. Right. So you can be out on the surface of the ocean like we talked about last time and you can be like reacting to all of these things or you'd be at the bottom of the ocean where it's still and then you're saying, you know, this is how I'm going to respond to this. Mm-hmm. So there, it does require you to think through how you might respond to this. Like, so I'm going to teach a meditation class in April here in Ann Arbor. And, uh, and so... I'm like, it's going to be in April, so I don't know if there's people are going to be able to gather socially. So, mm-hmm. so, so, like, what are some different options for me? Because, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Maybe right. we're not going to be able to meet, and uh-huh. you know, I could just race from all these different thoughts. But instead, I'm going to have an online option and an in-person option. You know, so it's a response mm-hmm. instead of a fear. And so, if you can't get some hand gel, well, maybe you've got to figure out how to make. 
hand gel at home, yeah. you know, or maybe just wash your hands with soap and water because that's actually the pr- primary recommendation. Wash your hands with right. soap and water so you don't really need Purell. Yeah. I, I just think that reacting unconsciously versus versus responding is something that's going to differentiate how how much you suffer right. through this kind of thing. I'd, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think there are ways that, that some people are going to have to find some deeper wisdom and truth. So because of the, the, the news isn't going to change and people's reaction isn't going to change and and, and this can cause a lot of mental suffering or it can actually be transformed into presence. And it's a calmer approach? Presence is, is, is completely calm and still. Do you think some, possibly some people are addicted to the stress and the drama of the whole thing? That is a great question. Do I think people are addicted to stress? You know, people do have habitual kind of reactions, Mm -hmm. and it's something that I'm not sure addiction is quite the right word, but it's their MO. More comfortable? But they're they're more comfortable. Exactly. They're more more comfortable. That's what they might have learned from their parents. Mm -hmm. That's made the way they've been operating all of their lives. And it becomes an identity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of this exploring awareness is exploring what makes us tick. Yeah. And granted, there are people who have severe anxiety disorders and, and, mm. and uh, depressive disorders, and I'm not minimizing that at all. But, but, but you know, mindfulness techniques are also help with those disorders. Mm. But when you're trapped in that reactivity of anxiety and depression, and there there's a way out, and, and that's what we're talking about because it – Again, it's that step back. And it's like, oh, I am really anxious right now. But who are you and who? what's anxious? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like um, when um, uh, Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now, uh, in the very beginning of the book, so powerful. When I read this, I was just blown away. He was had gone through a lot of depression. Um, he wasn't doing what he wanted to do. He was just, you know, at his wit's end. And he just made this comment to himself. He says, I can't live with myself anymore. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. Who am I and who is it that I can't live with? And he just had an instant realization that he wasn't who he thought he was. His, this awareness was who he thought he was. And it sent him into like a two years of bliss when he had the realization that who he thought he was and who he was was not the same. Okay, now, when you say that, are you talking about the awareness of the awareness? Because in our last meditation, which from episode seven I've listened to many times, there's a moment when you say, are you yourself are you the awareness or are you the awareness of the awareness and this little space opens up and i see this little light in there and and i think okay i I get what that means so when you're talking about this situation where he similar it's just a different approach okay he had a realization 
Yeah. You know, that was the awareness. Yeah. Awareness of awareness. It was probably all together. Yeah. That that was his identity as opposed to this depressed kind of yeah. anxious person that he was. You know, I mean, he he was both, but he all realized that this anxious, depressed person wasn't fully who he was, and he was the awareness of that. Oh, see, that's awesome. It's, yeah, that's And amazing. he had two years of bliss. I'm like, I want two years of yeah, bliss. Yeah, he had Doesn't two years of bliss. Doesn't everyone want bliss? Like, you know, bliss is such around. a great word. Bliss. Do you have bliss in your life? I, I do. But, you know, there's there's also, you know, bliss goes. To, bliss comes and goes. Okay. So it's it's not permanent. You know, the joy that has no opposite is not the same as bliss. You know, bliss is kind of a harsh, really happy place, and it's it's fine. But the joy that has no opposite is is, is really very joyful, but it's the same all the time. I have a new goal. I want bliss. Bring on the bliss. Well, how about the joy that has no opposite? <laughs> well, okay. How uh, How is that different? Because the bliss comes and goes. The joy that has no opposite never leaves. How do you know bliss comes and goes? Because it does. And the joy that has no opposite. Yeah, that's the that's joy your... that has no opposite. Yeah. Well, you don't think there's an opposite of joy? Not that I I want. Joy there's a joy. There's an opposite of bliss, but there's not an opposite of joy. Says who? Explore awareness and find out. <laughs> okay, the joy that has no opposite. That just. I mean, we've talked about that many times. I've heard you say that, and I guess I never really well, let it because in. Because it's got to be. Yeah, you got to let it in. Yeah, you got to let it in and feel it, and, and then you'll it. know. Because bliss states, you know, people look for bliss states. They strive for them. They get them sometimes. They don't get them sometimes. So bliss states are fun, but they come and go, just like fear comes and goes, just like everything. Those type of things come and go, but the but the this this a joy and peace and love and equanimity that comes from what we're talking about doesn't. It's always there. Just you might be covering it up with your thoughts and your chasing bliss and avoiding fear. Covering it up with all your thoughts. Yeah. So that's where the letting go comes, and then you uncover it, and there it is. And then there's something way different than any yeah. bliss state. See, I think when you were talking bliss, to me, I'm using bliss lightly. I'm like, oh, you know, bliss. And to me, I don't even know if I've experienced bliss. What does bliss mean? Bliss means just relaxed and joyful and giddy and nothing's going to bring you down. Is that how would you define bliss? Yeah. Well, you know, words can be used for different – different people use different words for different things. So we might be talking about the same well, thing. I, but I think we're because you've studied this in your mm-hmm. experience that maybe there's a different definition of bliss that you're thinking about. Yeah, I think I, I think of bliss as a more kind of an emotional state, and joy is more of an intrinsic state. All right, you're gonna have to break that down for me. I mean, I think just bliss comes from you know, kind yeah. of like I mean, I've been in bliss states when I've been extremely like happy with all kinds of yeah. stimulus going on. You know right. what I mean? Like, oh, I'm in bliss, you know? But it doesn't, you don't stay there forever. It doesn't last. And Eckhart Tolle's didn't last. You know, it was a couple of years. But joy does. 
joy's but, but joy is always there. It's the joy of the universe, universal joy. It's the joy of being. It has no opposite. It just is. I mean, don't you think everybody wants to feel joy or experience? Well, it's there, but it gets clouded over by the fear and the thoughts, discursive thoughts. So when you become aware of your thoughts, then you start to connect back to that intrinsic sense of joy and love and peace and generosity. So get rid of the fear and feel the joy. Can't get rid of the fear. The fear is going to come. Become aware of the fear and transform it into presence. And what does that mean? Transform it into presence. I just want to make sure we all understand what you're saying. This is something experiential. But if you are sitting in meditation, or not even in meditation, but when you become aware of fear, okay, what happens to that fear? So are you now a fearful person or are you aware of the fear? Now, the, the awareness that we're talking about doesn't have fear. Awareness is aware of fear. Awareness is aware of bliss. Awareness is aware of pain. Awareness is aware of success. You know, whatever it is, this awareness becomes this experience of of equanimity so when you're aware of it you don't feel it and do i ask you no, that like every you're single aware podcast you're, you're aware that you feel it too you're aware that you feel it but you're not feeling it you're just... you are feeling it but you're aware who are you right are you the feeling or are you the awareness of the feeling and again it's that shift that step backwards mm-hmm. so that you're not caught up in the fear fear is happening but when you become aware of it it's like mindfulness of the present moment awareness of fear now you're in the present moment it's not taking you someplace else the fear is not like taking you into the future it's just there fear is there in the present moment so I hear what you're saying and I appreciate the Benefit? Can I say the benefit? You can. Okay. I feel like this is sort of an out there concept, so I want to make sure everyone listening gets it because I think it's really helpful. I think this is a very fearful time, and if it's not coronavirus, it's politics and income and health, and and, and we know that people are listening to this podcast around the world, so I'm trying to think more of everybody who's listening to this right now and everybody has different fears that they have to deal with so i think this is a really beneficial conversation and i just want to make sure everyone listening doesn't go well well easy for him to say the fear of the what the awareness of the who and what are we doing so could you just say it one more time so well we just talked about trying something different right yeah we talked at the beginning can we try something so What's the usual way? The usual way is I've got fear. I should have fear. This is coming to get me. I've got to be prepared. There's this like, uh, you know, panic. Uh, Don't try. Everyone's everyone's like doing things out of fear, right? So now I'm asking you to try something a little bit different. And you don't have to. But if fear is bothering you and if fear is upsetting to you, then there's a way to – we can transform the fear into presence by being aware of it. 
Now that's that's those are the words. We're going to have to practice it in meditation, and we're not going to think about it because mm. once you start thinking about it, then that's another whole thought to be aware of. So we're practicing and exploring awareness of fear. The words fall short in this situation. So again, we're asking people if they're interested to do something a little bit different and see if it helps them. I have found through this practice that I can find, you know, peace and joy in this chaotic world. Mm -hmm. And I would love to share that with other people. So there's going to be resistance to this because people want to feel fear and they're they're going to Mm -hmm. rationalize and say, well, you've got to be afraid. you got right." just asking for something. To try something different. That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying whether it's going to work or not. I'm just saying there's a lot of people who have become aware of their emotions and their pain and their fear and transformed it to the present moment. So I could exp- I could talk about it all day, but until you experience it, people aren't going to understand. So that's why we're offering this as a way to deal with fear in a little bit different way. Right. Does yeah. that make we sense? We don't yeah, you don't have to. We're not trying to force no. it on you. Nope. And nope. There's no no beliefs here. There's nope. no nothing. Right. If you don't like fear and would like to work with it, that's what we're here to do. And how did I get off on joy and 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 bliss. And because you like that. I do. <laughs> I want everyone to feel that way. And again, in this place, you yeah. know, we like, we want more of what right. we like, yeah. and we want to push away what we don't like. Right. But what's the truth of the matter? The truth of the matter is both things come and go, and being in the present moment, we can allow whatever is happening in the present moment to happen, which again, is a really compassionate act, right? So you can you can be afraid and you can berate yourself for being afraid. You can judge yourself. You can do all these things. But what about if you just let what is, what your beautiful body and brain are doing to be what it is? That's a huge act of compassion from something deeper within you. And so then we talk about healing, we talk about transforming, we talk about present moment awareness, where everything is okay. And once you do that, you know, you got to let go of all your ideas about who you are. But if you get into that space, then you can respond however that's appropriate for you. And just hearing you say that made me relax, and it seems like such a compassionate, loving approach. Yeah. Instead of a resistance. Yeah. Acceptance of fear and your whatever's happening in the present moment, good or bad, is such an act of compassion. And, and again, that taps into that wellspring of compassion that's there. Right, but you don't. You may not think it's there, or you might be afraid. What would happen if you let go of the fear? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just going to like go belly up and get sick. I mean, you're going to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be a different quality about how you respond instead of react. And again, I wish I could say more about it, 
but I really think that that the experience of it, and we can, you know, in a minute we'll do the guided meditation of fear, and maybe that will help mm-hmm. people. But I, I, and then there's this thing again we bring up every time about kind of faith and mm. trust. Is there a faith that there's something more than just what your brain can cook up? Is there something more than what you hear on the radio or hear from politicians or hear the hear the the conflicts that everyone's got? You know that just that that all about makes you contracted makes you close in, makes you not love other people. It, 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 it seems like sometimes a way to manipulate people, to listen more or to vote a certain way. Let, let's, let's stop that. But again, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But if it's uncomfortable and not working for you and you don't know what to do, then we can try this. Does that sound good? Yeah, no, and I appreciate you. I feel like I've asked you to defend yourself, you know, but people want that they need a better understanding of these useful tools that you're sharing with us and i want to make sure i get it and everyone listening gets it i think it. it's important yes. that you ask those questions because people have those questions right. and it's like well wait a minute isn't fear going to help me and it's like is it going to help you let's ask you know ask yourself that mm. ask yourself why you're so afraid you know, ask yourself what's what's contributing to this. And, you know, like like we said, is this some do you love listening to bad news all the time? Really? Do yeah. you? I mean, I know that I can get sucked into that. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No. And I get to awareness. I'm like, I'm going to stop listening to this. I don't know. Everyone's had that experience. Yeah. You know, how long can you listen to the same story over and over again? And what is it that kind of entices you into right. that? So and then you've got this this fear from you got all these different stories you don't know what's true and what's not true getting pulled all around by your nose going out to every store looking for purell you could just wash your hands with soap and water so so again i I don't want to criticize people for doing that again we'll go back to this idea that there might be a different way exploring awareness is a nice phrase to use Finding peace and joy in the most unlikely places requires a little faith, but I think that we can proceed now with the guided meditation and uh, and see if if there's some opening, if there's mm. a, just a slight chance. Is there, like David White's poem, is there just a small sliver that could open you to faith or trust if there's some other way okay all right we're going to meditate now we're going to meditate now and so we'll do what we usually do to start by getting into a position with your feet on the ground and your arms in a comfortable place your back upright And let your mind just relax a little bit and your body after this riveting conversation. And so now we're going to come into what what really matters, what's really present. And we're going to ask 
that our inner voice teach us what the truth is and what the present moment reality is and give our wonderful brains that are trying to protect us and keep us safe. Let's give it a rest for a minute. You can always go back to it, so just for a few minutes, let's try something different. And let's start our practice of being conscious of everything by being conscious of the breath. Feel the air moving in and out of your chest. And feel the air moving across your nose tip. Again, maybe for the first time today, you're aware that you're breathing. And so no matter what your mind has been doing, what your body's been doing, this has been going on. And we start our meditations by being aware of the breath. If you could just focus on the breath and being aware of the breath, it's your doorway to being aware of the other things. And so if you're just easily distracted, it may take some more practice to learn to be aware of the breath. And so you just keep coming back to the breath. No matter where your mind takes you, just go back to your breath. It's a very compassionate thing that your body does too with this breath, keeping you alive by oxygenating your blood.
And notice just how being aware of the breath might be kind of having a calming effect. How opening to awareness opens up some something different. And let's just bring the rest of the body in. Be aware of your bottoms of your feet and the tops of your feet and your toes. Just moving up your ankles and your shin and calves and knees and lower leg and pelvis area. Just bringing your whole, both of your lower extremities into awareness and then moving up in your lower abdomen and chest. Your lower, middle, and upper back. And your palms of your hands and the backs of your hands, your forearm and upper arm, shoulders. Feeling into your whole body now below your head. Again, maybe for the first time, just being aware that you have this body here in the present moment. It may be a healthy body. It may be a sick body. It may feel there may be places in your body where you feel anxiety or fear. But right now, something different is just to be aware of it. Hold it with compassion. And bring the awareness to the back of the neck and up the back of the head and over the top of your head and your ears and over your forehead and your eyes and nose and mouth and all the muscles of your face. you is aware that you can see and smell and taste. 
and inside your head, your brain. And doing its thing. It's doing what it's programmed to do to protect you, to keep you safe. And it's, you know, hearing the messages from the news and from the paper and from politicians. It's being activated with with fear and confusion. So you can think now, what is your, what are your fears? And with the same awareness we use to be aware of the breath, we can be aware that our brains have all of these thoughts. And the fear thoughts are really firing you feel them in your body and what is it like to be aware of those thoughts does it make it worse Does it allow for a step back? And just like a movie screen, fears are there. And the awareness of fears just watching, observing, this space of awareness this present moment things are just as they are 
and allowing that. From a place of compassionate awareness, Thoughts will come, and doubts will come, and fears will come. But what is it to just hold those in awareness and rest as awareness? So thoughts will come and go, and fears will come and go. But resting as awareness transforms these fears into presence. into stillness, into compassion, into peace. And if that's what you're feeling, then that's even a sense of joy. And so whatever's coming up, Of, of that will transform it into something deeply real, present, accepting, loving. And your mind will resist and fight this pushback, will be aware that your mind is pushing back and see if that is also would be just transformed into awareness, compassion, joy. And yes, you have to do this over and over. And that's okay too. And even if there's a lot 
going on in your mind if there's just a little glimpse, a little glimpse of freedom from your thoughts and awareness. Don't try. Just be aware. But maybe there's some faith or trust that there's some other way than to be pulled around by all of these thoughts. And maybe exploring awareness may open you up. to some deeper truth that's not affected by any of this stuff. And maybe now there'll be some space to respond appropriately to the situation and to the media and to the politics that's yours your response, your life. Without abdicating to all this other stuff. Who are you? And how will you respond from a place of strength and peace and joy and love and generosity. How would you like to get through this? Your choice. So now we'll end. Just take three deep breaths. And after the third one, we'll resume our talk. Good guided meditation. It, it's easier for me to do it that way. Yeah. Um, a lot of interesting things happened. Like what? <laughs> I went somewhere. That mm-hmm. was for sure. Does that happen? Where did you go? I don't know. I was not here, though. It was. What was your? Like connect, in a white were you space. connecting to this awareness? Was yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I felt good. So. It's, it's hard to explain right. in words, white space. Is that a thing? Well, it's your words. Yeah, all right. 
but um, did, did anything transform? Could you transform fear to presence? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's exceedingly good advice Yeah, and something that I will definitely try to put into practice. Um, these are scary times, lots going on, but I don't want to identify with fear. I want to, you know, be aware of it and connect to the joy of the moment. Yeah. The joy that has exactly. no opposite. Yeah, there you that. go. I love that. It's just a little perspective shift. Yeah. It's not going to lead you to be passive. You'll still be responsible. Right. It's just going to be in a different lane like mm-hmm. we talked about before. And you can do this with some peace and joy and love and generosity. And, you know, we're going to need to help each other. Yeah, definitely. Wash your hands. And wash your hands. Wash your and hands. You wash your hands. We have an email address, and we'd love to hear from you, no matter what it is. Like if it's something that you've experienced by listening or something you want us to talk about or something you'd like to hear about in future episodes. Or maybe you have a meditation experience you want to share with us. Exploringawareness at gmail.com is our email address. And I, I would like to hear who's listening and who's connecting and hopefully who let go of their fear this week. <laughs> or if you didn't, if if it's if you don't get it, okay you know, too. we want to know, yeah, so we can maybe talk about it again. Here we have a lot of places. So we have a YouTube channel got mm-hmm. started finally, and we're on all the different podcast broadcasting apps, and we have our Patreon page as well. How do you find that? How does that work? Well, you go to Patreon dot com okay. and search on Exploring Awareness. Okay. And you'll find our Patreon channel there with all of our podcasts. And uh, we might be putting up some bonus material, too, maybe. Yeah. So maybe we'll take the guided meditations and ah. out of the podcast and put them over there. So okay. All right. You could go straight to the guided meditation instead of searching through the old episodes. Yeah. Well, thank you for your input. And uh, I don't know, is it advice? Can I call it advice? Perspective and helping us let go of our fear. I know I appreciate it, and hopefully you listening do as well. I hope so, too. I hope that, um, you know, the coming weeks will be challenging for us, and it's, it's a fine line between, you know, kind of panicking and um, and responding. And so I wish everybody the best. If these tools are helpful, I hope, I hope that... Uh, You can find some peace in the most unlikely places, right? Thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll be back with another episode soon. So long. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.